Hello and welcome. My name is Lana Lynn Marino and thank you for joining me again for another episode of Wellness Journeys. So I'm an intuitive therapist and energy healer and counsellor and I'm here to give you some guidance and support in some challenging times. So this episode is, a, is the second half of an interview I'm doing with my mentor and teacher Amadis Kamal. So we're talking today about spiritual psychology and spirituality um, and personal journeys. So welcome back Amadis. Oh hi Lana, glad to be here. Yeah, so um, what we want to do now is, is look at defences and blocks and I get asked a lot, you know, what does that mean? I've got a block or I'm being defensive. What does that mean to you from your perspective? Yeah, it depends. You can look at it from different angles. If you look at it, let's say, from the perspective of uh, body-centered psychotherapy, um, and to a certain degree also from Chinese medicine, a, a block is an energy block. And an energy block in the body means that, that something of the life force is not flowing freely in that area. So uh, if you were then with acupuncture, you would try to free it using needles uh, or with qigong you would try to free it by certain movements and sound work and breath work uh, you know um, in a group well, with others and in body psychotherapy you'd also try to free it using certain movements breath work voice work um, and that's just trying to free up the so-called block uh, that, that something's not flowing and emotionally, if it's not flowing, that emotion we won't be won't be accessible to you. You know, so if you've got some fear uh, or some trauma held somewhere inside you, somewhere in your body, that area will be kind of defended. It will be defended against further uh, pain, against further trauma. Yeah. So let's say your heart's been wounded. Uh, deeply by something quite relatively common your father leaves you when you're really young formative years between you know before seven years old and you take that your father leaving the household because they you know separated with your parents separated you take that sort of as a child you can't help but take it personally you take it like what have i done to have caused this for my father to leave me because after all why would my father is my father he loves me why would he want to leave because you can't comprehend anything beyond that mm. and so you get a heartache and you feel a lot of sorrow a lot of grief and you then you defend that area from further grief and defend and pain because you say well if that's happened to me the with my own father, then it's bound to happen definitely with other men, whether these are friends and then later on when you grow up, you know, when they are lovers, boyfriends and husbands. So you are blocking something almost physically as a, as a sort of structure around your chest, you know, so your chest will become tighter, the shape of your ribcage will be formed around and actually physically shaped in a way to protect that pain. Um, your breath, your breathing will be curtailed so you don't really get too much energy in, for example, in that area. So you've got the physical block and you've got the psychological defects. So they are, they are connected, but one is more like structural, 
physical structure of something blocked uh, because and, or or and it's com- goes hand in hand with the defense against further hurt mm. but the problem is once you've blocked that area once you've blocked your heart against further pain you've also blocked the heart from receiving love a half energy yeah mm. from another half mm. so you can't really feel that so you can't you're going around for the rest of your life believing you're not lovable or your or men will ultimately reject you and walk out on you and desert you because that is the memory in the body and because you haven't processed it you haven't worked with it and, and the, the feelings that came up there that have got stuck in the body it becomes a belief system and the worst thing is usually nine times out of ten it's an unconscious belief system so you're expecting it and you don't even know it you're expecting it and you don't know why you, your relationships are not working out you can't figure it out mm. uh, so you know you so you've got to join the dots in a way but working with the body and with a breath and with movement and with sound and with role play you know psychodrama which of course part of my training was in that as well as having done with uh, you know healing theater training as well so you use all these ways to kind of access that feeling by by going through by working even with a block trying to get through the block in some way and of course we've got resistance haven't we We, yeah, we've that's got the resistance. Effect, resistance. Yeah, it won't let you. So you've got to do it gently and gradually. You know, you've got to do it very much respecting the defense and respecting the limits of the client, how much they can move in any particular session. You don't force anything. I mean, at least without with me, you don't force these things. Mm. You just let it go up the pace of the person that you're working with. But slowly, slowly, you will relinquish that, especially when you're mentally understand. And through what is, you know, through the work of the therapist, it says to you, this is connected to your father leaving you, for example. Uh, or worse still, it could be, oh, because you were physically and sexually abused by a man as a young boy or as a young girl. And so you expect always be mistreated and ultimately be, you know, shafted. Um, by by man you're expecting that because your body says oh watch out that's happened once that could happen again and that it's just the body trying to protect itself it's also our, 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 our mind trying to protect itself mm. by saying warning lights so i'm gonna better be safe than sure i'll shut things down i'll shut that area down or the back of my chest and i'll i'll make it all the muscles rigid there and hard so there isn't a lot of energy flowing and lots of feelings can't flow so i can't feel maybe the feelings around uh, certain aspects of love but then that also stops me from feeling re- the, the, the tremendous pain if i ever lost that love mm. which i remember from my childhood or if somebody abuses and that love and that trust and that's why um if you really really look at it with most people most people don't have really very much trust in others very few of us do have because we at some stage or other in our lives something happened at least the ones that broke a trust in somebody in the, in the other person as child you know you know our children are completely trusting and then you said well why adults not trusting as because oh, we've learned not to be trusting 
But then if you don't trust, you don't trust love. Mm-hmm. You don't trust intimacy. You don't trust goodness. And you don't trust those things on a deeper level that come from you in a deeper level. And as you said earlier, you know, anything that happens in the first seven years, usually it starts to, the first seven years are vital to our development and the base chakra forming and connection to the world. So anything that happens, be it God's truth, you know, be it negative or positive, but we believe that is what it is. So that that is what starts to form, that's what you're saying, the integral core belief systems. Yeah, yeah, it becomes a belief system and an attitude to life. And sometimes some of those are compounded by society. You know, it wasn't that long ago that men would never, should never, ever cry. You know, don't feel your feelings. That's being a wuss, that's being this, that's being that. And the old respect as a man is lost. So a lot of more men are still walking around feeling, I mustn't feel my my feelings of pain or my gentler feelings that make me cry because that means I'm this, that or the other Uh, and uh, and I will be ridiculed, you know, and I will be uh, humiliated and a lot of children are humiliated at school, Mm. a lot of bullying is humiliating a sensitive child with feelings Mm. for having those until they shut those feelings too. So it's it's not just at home, it can be at school, it can be in the wider social sphere and of course we know that to do with sexuality you know if you're uh, attracted to the same gender then traditionally that was always seen as some aberration and then you really had to close a lot down even if your parents may not have been too judgmental about it society at large will say you know that you're not right um, you know so it's very very difficult sometimes to not have a defense. I mean, I don't think there's anybody really walking around without those defenses. Mm. But the idea is that as an adult, then you go out and you dismantle them, you let go of them. They're unnecessary because they stop you being a full human being, a human being able to trust, to feel love, to feel self-worth, to understand other people, to have real compassion. You can't have real compassion. It's the heart. Yeah, mm. yeah. If you if you are just closed down, because yeah. emotionally you're closed down to the feeling of compassion. Yeah. So it goes you back have to a mental one, but not a physical one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it goes back to protecting the wounding, protecting the yeah. wounding. I was just yeah. thinking about a young man that I worked with about twenty years ago, I think it was, um, and I remember. No, it wasn't that long. Probably about eighteen years ago. But I remember during my my training, my energy healing training, and I was working with this young man who'd been sexually abused from the age of four to his teenage years by his uncle. And he had a a problem with forming relationships, sexual relationships. Um, And what it came down to is he hated that part of his body. He hated his penis, he hated from the hips down. There was so much shame that he was holding there. But this is where he also had a lot of physical problems. And working through those, working through the shame and letting, giving his body permission to let go of the shame actually led him to a real higher state of self-acceptance, but it took a lot for him to come to terms with the fact that it wasn't his fault. So his penis, he eventually be, he was able to start interacting with his penis and start to have 
relationships with with women even though it took a little while but I never forget that story and how much the trauma you know at such a young age how much that impacted on him as a, a young man <clears throat> yes indeed yes I mean that's unfortunately I want you to um I want you to now talk a little bit about you know in spirit way because um you did a workshop down here in Bristol recently and it was wonderful and um, it's something that you've been working on for a while and it's the next step in your transition in spirituality and personal development so can you tell us a little bit about that yes yes as i was saying in that sort of previous interview we did that i was growing more to understand the relevance of the teachings of the spiritual teachings particularly with chan which you know well are very much also reflected by other teachings, you know. Um, but that is that, in effect, you need to get in touch with your spiritual resources, your spiritual qualities. And those spiritual qualities, which is in core energetics, we call them, you know, your core, core resources, you know, the resources of your core self, your true self, is that because there is a part of us that has not been tainted in any way uh, blemish uh, or distorted by our authentic self. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's a beyond. It, it, you know, cannot be conditioned by events or experiences. You know, one way or another, it, it remains true to itself, to your true nature. You know, so that if you can connect with that part of you, then you connect with who you really are. And that part of us is the part of us that we all intuitively and instinctively believe we could be and want to be. Like uh, a loving person, a person who's strong with in internal balance, objectivity, a person who's kind and considerate, a person who's in touch, not just with one your own feelings, but in touch with other people's feelings. But more to the point, somebody who's resilient, who's got equanimity in the face of challenges and negativity, who's got that sort of capacity for endurance um, and to keep going regardless what what life throws at you. That perseverance and 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 to, you know what we call fortitude in the old days, we called inner fortitude. So that's often missed in the understanding that that is a spiritual state, which is a state that says, I am what I am. And no matter what you say or don't say, that doesn't change it. I mean, it's interesting, exactly that's what Jesus said, I am that I am. You know, are you the Messiah? And all he said was, he didn't say yes, no. He said, I am what I am, I am that I am. You know, you know what you see is true in, in, in his language. But what you see is true, is real. You know, and that's that's very. We all want to be that. We want to be the real person. And the, you know, even if that is met with incredible hostility, that it still doesn't stop us being that true being that we want to be. You know, and that's a huge, you know, long journey to overcome the, the you know the fear of being true to ourselves. Um, because, you know, we are conditioned, never be true to yourself, be what society expects you. And, you know, different societies will expect different things of you, or of women, or of men. Yeah, women must be this way, men must be that way. Don't you dare, you know, go against the grain. 
So to be able to have that, where do you get that strength and capacity to be your true self? So you have to Especially break that down. You have to break yeah. down the old conditioned self and the Absolutely. old programming. Yeah, but you do that from a place of connecting with that truth. So that truth is in you all the time. You know, that reality is in with you all the time. As you know from my work, you've done with me. I say, listen, you don't have to create it. It's there already. Yeah. All you need to do is access it. It's just waiting for you to tune into it, to feel it, to drop into that inner place. Call it the core self. All you have to do is go there. And then you will be you will be feeling those qualities, those resources, those spiritual psychological traits that make us into who we are and who that also reflects a sort of universal template of spiritual reality and that's something then that you make this jump if you like about this universal template of spiritual reality which is that it seems from my experiences that certainly that as a spiritual being we are pretty much all the same. We're no different. It doesn't mean some spiritual beings are this and that. No, we all are inherently, mm. unconditionally loving. We all are, have a real sense of self-worth and value. We all are kind and compassionate and able to feel the pain of others and want to help others. Mm. And we all are resilient and have a sense of complete trust in our own being and a complete trust in uh, the reality of where, a, where we are all connected in a unity, you know, in a sort of spiritual oneness, a universal oneness. I mean, you know, all the spiritual movements talk about the spiritual oneness. And that's why Chan called it the spiritual unity. Not to just to have the, so you and I have the unity with our own spirit, but that we also realize the unity and the oneness of all things. Do you, you think, know? do you think that, you know, in today's modern world, to be different, to detach from, you have to isolate, you have to come away from anything that stops you from, that real connection to your authenticity. Do you think the modern world today, especially with our young people, it's hard for people to actually live that duality. It, they're living in duality, but to actually be connected and it's okay to be connected because I guess what I'm hearing is the unknown. There's a lot of fear in the world today of being different. You've got to go with the status quo in what society tells us. And we see that at the moment, you know, especially in America, where we have a lot of people that are following just one person who's in their eyes has become like a demigod. But it's the, do you, do you think um, humanity, the, the human world now is looking for that, you know, next Jesus Christ? Do, or do you think that's always been the case where we're always looking for someone to, to teach us Yes, I, I, I don't know. It's very hard to, for me to say. I mean, I I can only say that in my lifetime, in my 60 plus years I've been around, that it feels that there was always this push against authenticity, you know. And in some way, 
to be authentic, I think, is more permissible now in the 21st century than in the, you know, latter half of the 20th century. Uh, you know, when I was born in the 50s, I remember, you know, you know, when I was a kid in the 60s, you know, the 60s were happening for sure, but not for me and not for most kids. You know, we still had to very much follow a certain way, and the boarding school was still as brutal as it been back when they were first conceived of and there were a system to you know to almost encourage psychopathy to make people the strong ones you know dominate the weak ones the, sen the, the sensitive ones so that was definitely the case but i think what is slowly changing is that the answer does not lie either in a religious movement, like say, oh, it's Jesus Christ, no, it's Buddha, no, it's Muhammad, no, it's Krishna, or whatever. It's who has the answers, uh, and the church that propagates those ideas. It's actually more and more understood that spirituality is something that's inherent in us, that all we need to do is kind of do the work, and we will be able to access that. Uh, and so we don't have to go to this temple or that church or that thing. Mm -hmm. We can access that. And that we can also, because we have as a spiritual being, and this is very much to do with the spiritual unity I understanding and the experiences I've had because I'm only I only teach or do what I've experienced I don't do anything I've not experienced because I think how do I know it's real true or not yes. I'm not going to go there but what I know is that there is a oneness I have felt that oneness you know I remember reading about it and I think well one day I experienced it and now slowly slowly more and more I experienced it and now I can say yeah, is there such a thing as universal bliss, the bliss of feeling at one with all of existence? I say, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I manufactured that. That wasn't a fantasy for me. I experienced that by going through certain steps. And do I, do I believe that actually somehow I am supported by the universe? And I mean, in, whatever, in all sorts of ways, you know, which probably don't have time right now, I'll probably take a whole different step, <laughs> you know, uh, talk. But it's how, what does that mean? You know, we're not on our own. You know, that, 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 and I'm not saying, oh, there is that out there, out there, there is a God who is good. No, it's that we are connected with a divine, numinous consciousness. As Jung said, we are all numinous beings, numinous being divine, that we all have the, that capacity, what we understand of wholeness and completeness. Um, and the beauty, the absolutely indescribable, awesome, staggering beauty that spirit, it, that we as a spirit are, you know, full of radiance and, and, and deep understanding, knowingness, and, and kindness, which is more to the point, is, is the kindness uh, and the goodness, what, you know, the goodness, goodness is, is a thing, you know, where we are, and sort of, I think that is a plus, so I think that, that there is more possibility, I'd like to think so anyway, more possibility for young people to access those things than it was in my time when I had to really, really look after them in the 70s. 
even though I was so fortunate to come across certain mentors and teachers, including Chan uh, and others who helped me personally, you know, who were, um, who were there for me at a time when I needed that. Um, so I, you know, hope, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to emulate what Derek, you know, my mentor in the 70s and 80s, and Chan, my teacher in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and others who've really been there for me. I'm trying to say, I want to be able to do the same for others because I know others will be in the same turmoil that I was in my 20s, 30s. It's wonderful. It's, it's absolutely wonderful to finish on that note where there's hope for the future and we have to go through i say there's there's a lot of fear on the planet right now and we've been going through that transition but we're getting closer to the light and a lot of more people are starting to depend on their individual authentic self and to to trust as you said um so it's wonderful to think that you know we are moving forward and spirituality is becoming more of a, a common a common acceptance that it plays a huge part in our in our life but to actually recognize that we don't have to separate from spirit to live the human experience absolutely and this is and it's actually integral part that's why it's called integral therapy as well but it's an integral part of us, you know, and only when we're that do we feel whole and complete and, and satisfied and contented, you know, well at least we got a place we can go to where we can be there, even when we're times we're not that, we can always know, okay, I can always go and be with my spirit and feel and re-experience that, you know, because I'm, you know, like everybody else, I have days that I'm down and I'm struggling and I'm suffering about something and something's happened. But I know, okay, instead of fighting, let me go back to the place where I can get those resources and that will help me process. Mm. Because that love of your spirit that you connect with, mm. uh, that love will melt your defenses. That love will make you feel loved automatically and then will reveal the part of you that doesn't feel loved. And you go, oh, there, are, there is that six-year-old boy or girl that felt couldn't love herself because she experienced that. But here it is, me, I'm experiencing that love I always wanted, I always knew was there. And so that you can really see what that trauma was about. Because you now go, not feeling loved is not the truth. The truth is that I am loved. And the, the thing of that I felt was a reaction, as a reaction as a child to that feeling love. Because as a child, I didn't have those weak capacities and resources I have as an adult. So then yes, you can really heal the child through connecting with your spirit and your spiritual reality. Okay. Amadis Kamal, thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm sure we're going to have you back. I want to have you back and maybe go a little bit deeper and um, give our listeners okay. some more of you. Um, before you leave, are there any... Um, is there any contact details that you can give out? Um, I'll put them up with this episode, but any contact details if people want to know more about you? Yeah, well, you know, just Google my name, Amadis. You'll get me just by that. Luckily, it's kind of one of their names. It is, even though it's my name. Very I was unique. <laughs> in spirit way, as you say, the work I do is comes on the spirit way. You know, in Spirit Way, Unity, in Spirit Way Therapy. Um, so go on the website, just Google in Spirit Way, and you'll okay. find me. 
and you can give please give my contact numbers and anybody's free to contact me you know directly or by email or whatever i'm very happy to Okay. And just to okay. say, you know, um, the work carries on, it never stops. And it's it's such an honor to kind of have you as a mentor, a leader, a teacher. And one thing that you've taught me is that, you know, we all have an ego and we all want to be better. But, you know, we it's, it's not a bad thing to, to have an ego, but it's always a good thing to allow yourself to be able to connect to your spirit and to understand that, you know, we're human, we're human and we all make mistakes, but it's owning what we, what we do, who we are and owning our story. And it's always a journey. So on that note, I'd like to say thank you. And um, you've been listening to my latest podcast. And if you would like to visit my website, it's wellnessjourneys.co.uk. And uh, I'll be back next time for another episode of Wellness Journeys. Thank you and have a great day.